Welcome to Being Brown. My name is Karan and I'm joined today with a very, very, very special guest. I mean, all of our guests are special and I said this last episode, but um, Helena Mystery. Hello. <laughs> um, tattoo artist? Yes. It's good um, South Asian tattoo artist based in Leicestershire. Um, how are you today? I'm really good. I feel nervous now. Well, I feel nervous. Okay, I just had to do that intro to just kind of get into the episode. But thank you for joining us today. No, it's all right. Uh, thank you for taking the time out. Your very busy schedule. Oh, um, it's all good. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, I, th- I guess let me give a bit of background as to why we're doing this episode. I mean, we, I came here last week for a tattoo, oh. um, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, it's all like, peely and gross. If yeah, you it's, it's nice. want to know. Um, so. <laughs> We were uh, talking through the tattoo and we're kind of, I guess, bonding over our pet peeves of... Everything. Everything, really. (laughs) Just, um, I guess, a lot of it was to do with our culture and kind of how people perceive women in society, uh, in in Indian society, I suppose. Um, And um, just kind of all of the stigmas attached to mental health and tattoos and... Um, just all the things and we just kind of had an amazing conversation yes it was amazing and I said to her at the time I was like you'd be really good on my podcast didn't and even know you had one d- d- <laughs> yeah and then I, I um, bit of background as well I'm moving to Canada in like three days so um, in my head I was like am I going to get time to do this so then I reached out to her probably the, the same day was it the same day or the next day probably the same day same day and I said look have you got any time in the next week to do a podcast and she's like I'm free on Thursday I'm like oh my god <laughs> let's do it um, so yeah here we are today and um, yeah I'm, I'm very glad you're, you're able to join us today and, so good I'm excited um, so I guess let's start off with kind of um, the basic stuff I mean I know we kind of had a chat about people already know stuff about you but I guess if you give a kind of a quick background as to how you got into tattooing and just kind of your journey to that Okay, so the natural way, I guess, to get into tattooing is that you go to loads of tattoo studios and you ask for a job. And you're like, may I be your slave, please? You don't have to pay me, but please just let me be your slave. But then I did that for a while and I think I I got rejected by like countless studios. I want to say like in the hundreds, maybe. Interesting. And then when I was 19, I finally got my place in a studio hmm. but I guess people are like why do you want to do tattoo because yeah. obviously you're brown hmm. why do brown girls want to tattoo I just uh, I've always been creative I've always drawn I've always liked tattoos used to watch Miami Ink had hmm. the biggest crush on Army James if yeah. anybody knows who that is <laughs> and um, yeah my mum was like oh you'd be good at that and I was like <laughs> okay okay and then I went on Google and I was like Indian tattoo artists in the UK anywhere is there any no, <laughs> there isn't. But I think that's what's, what's interesting there is that you just said your mum encouraged you to do that, right? Yeah, see, not to shame my mum because no, no. I love her, but she said I could do it mm. because at the time I'd just finished college, wasn't going to uni, mm. just thought for a creative it wasn't what I needed. Yeah. And then um, I was just lost and depressed at home because mm. I was like, all my friends have gone to uni. I'm sitting in Leicester jobless and yeah. I didn't know what to do with my life. And my mum felt sorry for me. So she was like, oh, look, option, yeah, yeah. tattooing. And she said it, but she didn't mean it. And then when I got really <laughs> serious about it, she was like, oh, you're being serious. And I was like, yeah, you said I could. <laughs> like, uh, what's the issue? And then um, I was working for a, a, a fancy company at mm. the time, I'm not going to name it. And... Um, my parents were like, oh my God, did you actually just quit your job and decide that you want to tattoo people? Like, is this real? Is this real? Like, our amazing daughter has just 
gone off rails oh, basically geez. they thought it was a phase they thought they thought i'd regret my tattoos but right. obviously i've made something of myself so yeah. far so they're just like okay you did it well done prove us wrong yeah. cool we're not gonna say that you proved us wrong yeah you did it it's cool <laughs> so i find that really interesting because uh, it's so it's so rare to find a set of parents indian parents who will support something in the creative industry right mm-hmm. um it was kind of the same thing very much for me like when i said I wanted to make videos and make films for a living and stuff. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, can you make money from that? And oh, I was like, yeah. If you get good enough, you can, yeah. Yeah. But I guess uh, very much, and uh, both of us really were very kind of lucky in, in that sense that they initially supported yeah. you know, what, what they want, what, we, what we're doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's very nice to hear. And I think it's, it's, such, a, it's such an important thing to support yeah kids not just yeah. Indian kids but all kids to yeah. do what they want to do definitely um, it, otherwise we just have a society of just doctors and, and accountants and uh, not there's anything wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that but if if that's the goal for everyone there's yeah. no room for creatives yeah. um, I don't know like store owners like activists this mm. that and the other if everyone just wants the same thing in life mm. there's no diversity in yeah anything. yeah no definitely um, okay so you, so you grew up in Leicester I did. What was that like? Did you did you kind of, and, and I think one of the reasons why I, uh, we had this discussion kind mm-hmm. of when we get my tattoo done is um, I grew up very privileged, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really strange for me to say. I grew up privileged to live in Leicester yeah. where racism is, it, it exists, mm-hmm. but it probably doesn't exist to the point of, you know, where some other con- yeah. um, cities have it where there's, you know, less Indian people. Yeah. And I guess we're lucky in the sense that I grew up around Indian people, right? Yeah. So for me... Racism kind of it wasn't even a thing, right? Oh, okay. It was. I grew up around a pr- brown like, people. Brown people, like <laughs> 95 percent of my school was brown. Yeah. And so I didn't see anything. Like so, my yeah. my thing was always I don't see color. Oh uh, yeah. It's a, it's such a, it's, it was a privilege. Yeah, right? definitely. So did you ever see any of that? Like, what was your upbringing? I like? actually dealt with a lot of racism as a kid. Very. Interesting. I went to yeah, living in Leicester. Obviously, you're surrounded by brown people, but I went to a very white school. Hmm. I went to a Catholic, I think it was Catholic school. Um, and I, my first sort of experience with racism was when I was in nursery mm. and a parent told me that I couldn't play with their kid because I was a packy. <gasps> and I still remember Jeez. that. Like, I remember like laughing with that friend and thinking, oh my God, what is that? Like, this is so <laughs> funny. Like, that's such a funny word. Like, yeah. packy, like packet crisps or something. <laughs> and we just like ran around saying like, packet crisps, packet crisps. And, like, as a child, you don't understand. No. It was only like, no. I don't know when it was. Like, I think we went to Blackpool for a little like day out or something, yeah. walking across the strip and... Um, this drunk white man was like, oh, look, a bunch of packies, like, at his... And that was the first time I was like, holy crap, like, this is horrible. Mm. Like, I hate being brown, this is awful. Mm. And the fact that, like, I'm, like, I'm 22. Mm. Like, I I was born here. I didn't have to deal with, like, ignorant, like, coming to the UK for the first time, not seeing anything. I was born and raised here. Like, Mm. I've been around white people my entire life. Mm. But the fact that... Like, still being born in the 90s, I still had to deal with it. Mm. It was terrifying. <laughs> I find that really interesting. It's weird, isn't it? Because it, it's... It, the, again, it's that... It's the, it, you see it kind of, I guess, growing up the way I grew up. Um, you kind of see it from uh, a white person's perspective because they grow up kind of 
not thinking that racism is a thing because they grow yeah. up around similar people and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I got to see it from that perspective. And it wasn't until I was, what, like 29, yeah. where I thought, racism actually exists yeah. like it's actually a thing it is which is so strange to say like it took me 29 years to figure out that and I, I found was, out when I was like five yeah well, <laughs> well this is it and this is why I find it so interesting this is why I wanted to have you on here is yeah. what, when was the first time that you kind of realized that you were different, different? yeah because I, I I never known you any, never know yeah. see because I think it's because I went to a white school and I like there was only like I think I was the only brown kid in my mm. class, yeah. which is weird for Leicester because yeah. obviously we're known for being really multicultural. Yeah. But I noticed straight away, like I felt out of place because, mm. like, a, well, my mum always gave us like packed lunches. I never had like rotli or anything mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. packed lunch. Like I had kit food like every other kid. Sandwiches and things. And it was, I think I did like school dinners, and they asked me if I was like vegetarian or something. And I didn't, like, being a three-year-old or a four-year-old, you don't know what vegetarian is. Yeah. And they just, they looked at me, the dinner lady looked at me, and she gave me a meal, and it was a weird meal. I was like, I've never eaten anything like this in my life. I don't, I want what that kid's having. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what were the white kids eating? Yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. have they given me this? I want sausage and mash like that kid. <laughs> but they've just given me this meal just based on how I look. And I was like, um, no, I don't know what to say, because I don't know, like, I want that one. Why can't I eat that one? Jeez, man. Yeah, it's just weird, and it's kind of like I feel like a, a, it's it's a hard word to say, but saying that you've been traumatized by something mm, 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 mm. can mean like something horrible's happened to you, yeah, or it can mean something's impacted your life. Definitely, and yeah, I feel yeah. like how I was treated as a kid, mm. whether people mean to be racist or not, mm. like microaggressions as well that still happen, they really affect me. Like I can still remember them as a kid. Like it just. It's heartbreaking. And this is the thing, and it sounds like, obviously, from especially at that age where yeah. you're so prone to experiencing trauma yeah. in whatever capacity, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's such an important age. Yeah. And it feels like there's no kind of awareness from the schools mm. or society to kind of make sure that mm. kids are aware that it's not okay to say stuff like yeah. this, you know? Like, it's not... And this is such... It's such a... It's, um, Especially for children who don't understand and don't know how to communicate mm. what they actually yeah. want to try and get across for yeah. stuff like this is it's it's tough, isn't it? It's dangerous stuff. I literally said to someone the other day, like, imagine being a baby is so mm. difficult. Like, obviously, you just lie around, you don't do anything, but you can't voice things that you need. Like, all you know is to cry. Yeah. Like, how frustrating! It's like being in a bad dream. Like, you can't like <laughs> yes. vocalize what you, what needs to happen. Like, it's so frustrating. Just the thought of it just stresses me out. Same uh, thing as being a child. And, and this is it. And I think, um, I guess, kind of go through. In between that time where, I guess, so I'm guessing this time when you were kind of called out for being a packy, kind of, mm. was that, I'm guessing, a few years ago sort of thing? Um, I think I was like 10, maybe. Maybe older than that, I don't remember. So in between that time, after you'd experienced that, right, between, mm-hmm. I guess, 10 and, I suppose, now, mm-hmm. what changed for you? And what what was it that you said, okay, I'm different? And that's okay. Yeah, and how, and how did you kind of identify yourself do you mean like how did you kind of grow up thinking okay well this is what i need to do and this is what i need to be see even when i started getting into the tattoo industry i tried whitewashing myself so much so i could get like fit in because i didn't think like so if anyone's seen my work now obviously i'm like very proud indian woman yes um but when i first got into the tattooing industry i did loads of neotrad which is like very like 
Eurocentric yes. facial features and very Eurocentric artwork. And then um, I think I got my first apprenticeship and the <laughs> my boss was like, you know what, I hired you because Indian people work hard. And I was like, Whoa. what the hell? <laughs> like at the time I was like, oh my God, being brown actually got me a job. Yeah. But now thinking about it, that was, that was not okay. No. That's not okay whatsoever. <laughs> this is so interesting because I worked for... I worked for a company um, about a few years back. Mm. And um, I have this conversation constantly with some of the people who still work there. Again, mm. I'm not going to mention the name. Um, but we, it felt like it was very much the same. Mm. Like we were hired because You're brown. we were brown. Diversify. That's, that's <laughs> literally what it was. And again, at the time, because I, I was still going through that racist phase. Yeah. For me, I was like, cool. Like... <laughs> I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like I had no idea that that's because for me, it was like, if I, if it, if it means I get a job, yeah, then whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's such a, it's such an interesting, that's a conflict, isn't it? In yeah. itself. Like, do you lie to yourself about who you are? Do yeah. you try, like, this is what I mean. Like, and how, do, so how did that even, how did that happen for you? Like, like how, um, um, uh, I don't even, I think there was like this wave of like, um, white tattoo artists that were, tattooing Indian folk art yeah. basically I was like this is so cool look at this like oh, culture it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Coming, becoming trendy this that and the other and then I was like but where are the brown tattoo mm. artists like why can't we like represent ourselves mm. like why is it that when I google Indian tattoo artists nobody comes up but mm. then everyone wants to tattoo deities mandalas yeah. like Mendy this that and the other and I just got sick of it <laughs> and and this is the thing right and this is one of the uh, one of the things that I, like, I was kind of looking at when I was doing research for the show mm. was that uh, not just me and my wife as well <laughs> taking all the credit here um was that how do you how do, what, what are your thoughts on that because i know that you know so a lot of people will get om tattoos right but yeah. they'll get ta- om tattoos in in almost a oh man it's peace man it's yeah. chill and you know you kind it's of it's so like bohemian and hippie. yeah yeah and so how, boho how does that how does that sit with you like I, so up until like very recently i was just angry about it i feel like a lot of the things that happened to me as a kid and dealing with racism mm. has made me build like a hatred towards white people using my culture because <laughs> i know that sounds awful but the thing is you need to unlearn these things mm. and i need to unpack what mm. happened to me as a kid to like disassociate the fact that like white people can use asian imagery mm. because they'll respect it and they'll do more like research on it than we would mm. because like we've grown up with it we don't we don't need to like google like the meaning of a norm symbol because it's just something that's yeah. part of our daily lives like didn't actually know what a norm symbol represented until mm. very recently because mm. i was like yeah orm like what, what does it represent it means <laughs> i should probably know this <laughs> you should probably know this but orm is the sound of the universe okay. and if it's um so you know how it's like a three. Mm-hmm. So it represents Shiva, Vishnu, and Brahma. Mm. So it's Shiva is the destroyer. Mm. Vishnu is like everything that's constant, mm. and Brahma is the creator. So without within everything, Orm exists. So mm. there is create creation, destruction, and um, like a constant mm. factor as well. So that's why it, it's such a powerful symbol. So this that makes sense then. Because so if it wasn't attached to our culture yeah it would be an okay tattoo yeah. right? it'd be okay to do yeah and this is and this is you said you said a word you said unlearn right and that's yeah. such an important thing because yeah. even growing up mm-hmm. we're told certain things mm-hmm. that maybe we shouldn't have been told right yeah. so i'm trying to think of an example like um 
you know, being the, gay is bad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, stuff like that, right? And 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 kind of the way that uh, gay people are treated within society, yeah. the LGBTQ plus community, like that, it's it boggles the mind how yeah. it's allowed to yeah. to be treated the way yeah. they're treated, like. It's got nothing to do with this. Like, no. if you're not part of that community, yeah. call, mind your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and this is it. And this is how our families kind of, again, broadly generalizing yeah. here, like, our families are kind of brought up as well, is that if you aren't... The same as everyone else. Yeah. You're an enemy. And it's wrong. Yeah. Like, and that is that kind of mentality that is so dangerous and yeah. and damaging to a child's mind. Like yeah. The idea is that anything that you're not... that Anything that you can't understand, hmm. you... Um, place in a state of fear Hmm. so it's the fear of not understanding something so just because you don't understand why Mm. people like the same sex Mm. or people don't want to be like bound to a gender label Mm -hmm. it strikes fear with people because they don't understand and Mm. that's what makes them lash out Mm. and that's why you get homophobia and islamophobia because you don't understand things Mm. and the same thing with like like what we were just talking about, like cultural appropriation. Yeah. I didn't understand why white people would want to like take influence from mm. Asian artwork. So I, in a state of fear, would lash out and be mm. like, no, this is wrong. Even if it's not, mm. because they could be as peaceful and as respectful as they possibly could. Mm. But because I didn't understand it, mm. I'd just be like, no. <laughs> yeah. And and this is, you kind of mentioned this thing as well just now is kind of being angry at kind of white people, like yeah. this, right? And it's... I remember when I started becoming quote unquote woke, right? <laughs> um, woke. <laughs> and I started having this conversation with one of my friends and, and he said to me that you have to be careful, right? Mm. You have to be careful with yourself because if you start getting to that angry side, then mm. you start, that's when kind of the extremism starts, right? Mm. That that's when you start becoming violent. Yeah. And it's, it's such, it's such a difficult territory to navigate through and try not, not, to get worked up by everything, I mean, uh, the stuff that's happening right now in Sudan, right? Yeah. It's so hard not to get worked up by yeah. stuff like that because what is that anger going to do, you know? Like, yeah. you, this is why they're doing peaceful protests. Exactly. Right? Like, that's this the is, point of, like, how it started in the first place. Yeah. That was peace. And it's, um, it's so, it's so tough to kind of see everything that happens and not just that, right? Trying to communicate this stuff to our parents. Yeah. Because they're still living in this bubble yeah. of everything's okay and Modi's looking after the world, right? Oh, don't. <laughs> Man, that's another podcast in itself. No. <laughs> right? Like, it's it's so it's so hard to get that generation yeah. to change their mindset on stuff like this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, it's so hard to try and keep your cool yeah. when you see the kind of discrimination, the oppression. Yeah. Um, it's horrible. It's so hard to watch sometimes. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of saying just like you have to, this stuff is always going to happen. Yeah. But you have to try and figure out how you can deal with it. Yeah. In a very calm yeah. and productive yeah. way. Yeah. And and how can you change that? Yeah. Or how can you contribute to that? Yeah. Um, and it's funny, you put, some, you put a thing on your story this morning about um, what is changing your profile picture going to do, right? Yeah. Um, oh, so context yeah, so sorry, there's gone. a wave of blue so people are changing their instagram twitter like um their social media profile mm. pictures to this shade of blue mm. there was a man that was 
killed protecting two women in Sudan yes. and he was a graduate of London mm. Brunel. My boyfriend goes to Brunel, mm. so it really hit home that mm. like he goes to the same university mm-hmm. as this person that was just killed mm. doing pre- peaceful mm. protests. So this was like his favorite color. So right. it's, cool. it's to show respect. And the fact is that so many people are changing their profile pictures to the shade of blue mm. that it's making people question like, what's the shade of blue? Well, this is it, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. what's happening? Yeah. And that's so powerful mm. that you can just change your profile picture and a few other people will too. Yeah. And it will raise questions. It yeah. will raise awareness as to what's happening. So social media is such a powerful thing. Mm. And yeah, it's just... And this is it. And this is the thing is as long as people like us and, yeah. and people who are changing their profile pictures are having these conversations, mm. this is our step to kind of doing something. Yes, maybe we can't uh, donate or we can't go out there yeah. and do whatever. But as long as we're having these conversations, this is yeah. the kind of step to change something or try and help to change something and I think that's what what he was telling me is that just by having this conversation and making yourself understand what's going on in the world and not ignoring it which is what a lot of us do and I was guilty of it for so many years no we're all guilty of it it's so easy to ignore it it is because if it doesn't directly affect you why should you care but the thing is is it's a human issue yes very human issue like you don't have to even like rape like I feel like anything just Mm. because it doesn't directly affect you just because it's not your mum or your sister or someone that's getting raped Mm. doesn't mean it's not somebody else it is but even then you should care because Mm. it's your fellow human Mm. not because oh yeah she was mummy yeah (laughs) but this is so easy to detach from that as well yeah like again speaking from experience like I you know obviously I can say for 20 something years of my life I went through life not knowing any of this stuff and I was fine Mm. But at the same time, mm. if I had a conversation with someone about it, would yeah. that have changed anything? Maybe. Would that have made someone donate? Or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just bringing that awareness and, I, you know, I'm not going to regret anything or anything, but that it's, I'm glad that I'm talking about this kind of stuff yeah. now and I'm aware of it, right? And yeah. it's so good that you use your platform to kind of do stuff like this as well. And we, <laughs> we talked about this very briefly, right? In, in when we were doing the tattoo is that mm. you've, you've got a really kind of strong following on social media. We need to. grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great, which is amazing because that not only serves you, but it also serves them back. Yeah. Like having that platform to discuss the things you're doing is remarkable because not a lot of people do that. They're like, yeah, sick, I've got 20,000 followers. Let's get some some free stuff. (laughs) Let's get some money. Yeah, like literally, (laughs) like the fact that you are using that platform to deliver these strong messages, powerful messages is massive and you change your profile picture like I mean you know like I know as soon as I saw that like people were changing their profile picture I did my research changed mine and then and that's the key right there the day after so this morning I looked through you know the stories that come up Mm. on the top Mm. so many blue I saw I saw that screen yeah Um, but that's it. Like you did your research as well. Yeah. It's not just jumping on a bandwagon, oh, no, right? No, like you have your research. Gosh. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and this is the biggest thing is that so many people think, oh, they're just jumping on a bandwagon. No, no. No, this is a good bandwagon to this jump on. This is absolutely <laughs> <sort of laughs> like this is the kind of thing that we need to jump onto. And then that brings a question of the Notre Dame stuff, right? Oh, like my God. that. <laughs> cool historic building, yeah. whatever. Awful. Thankfully, no one was yeah. was, uh, was was hurt or whatever. But. You've got. They raised some crazy money for an Billionaires raise money for yeah. that stuff, right? But where's this when the ocean's gonna be filled with more plastic well, than this fish than all these people that are getting raped and murdered? Like, yeah. like you, we can't all just blame ourselves. Like, I feel like a lot of us feel quite guilty because we're not able to mm. like fund things. Obviously, you're moving to Canada. Mm. I just got a new place. Like, yeah. we don't always have the money and access yeah. to actually 
donate, give our money. Mm. But the people that do mm. need to do better. No, yeah. And the way that they can find out about these things is if a whole wave of people yeah. pressure them. Awful word, but basically you pressure the crap out of yeah. them to say you need to help these yeah. people because we're trying our best, but there's only so much we can do. Definitely, and and I think again, um, one of the one of the things I saw, I think you shared this as well. Um, it was on <laughs> Twitter. Um, someone on Twitter said it doesn't matter if you've got like ten followers or a thousand followers, right? Just by sharing this and bringing awareness to it, you're doing something to help, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. And again, I'm going to keep saying this because it's so remarkable. Is your platform is so powerful hmm. and important yeah. and it's so rare to see someone, celebrity or otherwise, right, mm-hmm. um, to use their platform for good. Yeah. Um, again, we, have a, we had a very brief conversation about this and you got really weird and awkward about <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry. So social media, right, it's, <laughs> is, uh, is a powerful tool, right? Yes. You... You could be classed in some circles as... I don't know, you are. Don't you call are. me. <laughs> don't say it. I'll say it once and I won't mention it again. Oh my God. In, an influencer, right? Oh. <laughs> what, what? It's so... Like, it's a strange concept. You know, so many people on social media aspire to... Be an influencer. Be an influencer, have thousands of followers and whatever. And obviously, let's, for the record here, say it's... Kids, it's not the most important thing in the world it's to do really that, right? It's <laughs> um, How does that feel? Like, how... I, I, you you come across really humble about it, right? And you are. <laughs> but how does that feel? It's it's amazing. It's a huge privilege to have people give a shit. Sorry. No, no. Me. Okay. Yeah, give a shit about what you're doing. Like, because for me, I told you this when we were tattooing. Like, for mm. me, I sit in my studio, mm. I draw things, and then I occasionally get to tattoo people. Mm. And then I'll, like, draw some other things. And then I'll be the angry brown girl and talk <laughs> about um, anything that needs that I feel needs to be addressed. And people will respond to it. So I don't... For me, it's just such a simple thing. Like, anybody can do it. But the difference is people listen to what I have to mm. say because the number on the screen yeah. seems to be quite high. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, I get where the fascination comes from because obviously I'm a brown tattoo artist, like a female tattoo artist. And there's not a lot of us mm. and I have a lot to say because mm. I'm a very opinionated person. Mm. So it's amazing that people actually want to listen to me, but mm. I wouldn't ever like, uh, I don't even know. I wouldn't ever just be like, Oh my God, I'm better than you. Cause I've got 20,000 followers on yeah, Instagram, yeah. you know, send me some free things. Like, it's not like that. I just want to, I think what anybody wants is the world to be a better place. I know that sounds really crude and no, no, cheesy, no. No, but if I can, I'll try my bloody best to mm. help somebody. <laughs> Have you had companies approach you and kind of yeah. said, let's do this kind of thing? Yeah. And none of them, I'm guessing, have fit your criteria, right? Oh, I've done some bits and then I'm just kind of like, I'm like token brown girl now. Right. It's kind Got of you. like, go away. I will say yes, yes to things yeah. because I know that it's important to some people. Yes. Like I do, I did a lot of things for the BBC. I mm. did a lot of interviews, sure. panel discussions, this, yeah. that and the other. And a lot of it is kind of like... So, like, I'm not an advocate for people to get tattoos. Like, mm. I don't think everyone should have tattoos. Mm. I'm not pressuring you to get tattoos. I'm mm. not all about just everyone getting tattoos. I'm an advocate for people just to be able to do what they want. Mm. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Mm. Ironic, because obviously my job is to hurt people. <laughs> but as in, like, as, you're, as long as you're not causing trauma or something awful to somebody, yeah. then do whatever you want, regardless of your gender, the color of your skin, yeah. like, anything that doesn't actually affect your ability to do something. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, 
so I feel like having this platform and me being able to speak about things is kind of my way of saying, here, you should be able to do this because yeah. if I can do this, you can do this. Yes, we don't have always have the same circumstances, but as long as we can, I can like encourage you or give you an example of how being your own person can benefit you. So when things like the BBC happen or like when I do interviews and it's all like, oh, tell me about all the horrible things mm. people say to you. It's mm. kind of like you're not helping anybody. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. If anything, you're deterring them away. You're steering them away mm. from achieving their goals because you're scaring yeah. them. Like, yeah, they, people are going to say things to mm. you, but it's like having that power in yourself to be like, this is who I am. Mm. If you don't like it, I'm mm. sorry go away mm. <laughs> like and it's as simple as that and obviously it's a really difficult thing to do and i think people need to hear that side of it like how you channel yourself yes. how you're confident in yourself how yeah. you build that confidence in mm. yourself to be the best possible version of yourself instead of focusing on like oh my auntie said this or like my uncle said this or this man yeah, yeah. in the street said this to me or you know i love that i love that <laughs> And this is it. It's funny because you kind of on the topic of being opinionated, right? Yeah. You're a female, right? Yeah. That's not my joke. Yeah. How dare you be opinionated? <laughs> um, how? Because that's uh, okay. So forgive me as well. So that's something I'm still trying to get to grips with, like feminism and, and yeah, kind yeah. of the movement around that as well. So how 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 important is that to you? Because obviously I see a lot of things on your Instagram and about feminism. About feminism, yeah. Feminism is isn't what people think it is. I yes. think feminism think people kind of think um, women's rights yep. to women's rights in particular. Feminism is equality for all. Yes. So it's not just women yep. because feminism because females are at the bottom of the scale mm. and class as second class citizens mm. in like anything. I can't even speak. Um, <laughs> That's why it's called feminism, because the movement was started by people of minorities, mm. so women, women of colour, uh, non-binary folk, mm. GNC folk, like trans folk, that mm. everybody that's at the bottom of the pit mm. came together and they're just like, we just want to be the same as everyone else. Mm. We don't need to be treated any more mm. or like better than you. Mm. We just want the same. Mm. And that's what feminism is. Mm. It's being able to support your trans friend or your black friend or your male friend mm. like you should raise men as well as you do women mm -hmm. like it's not man hating mm. misandry it's mm. just we just want to be the same and especially coming from i guess the the culture that we're in and oh yeah uh, and the community <laughs> that we're in that's it it how difficult is that to navigate like especially yeah. what would you say to someone who's kind of the same age as you, mm. also Indian, mm. um, and is trying to navigate that kind of, that very kind of difficult, yeah. I don't know what the, the, the negative culture of women should be. It's misogyny. Yeah, it's like, just pure misogyny. Like, how, like Indians are so, generalizing, but yeah, very truthfully, Indians are so misogynistic. Yes. Like women are definitely second class mm, citizens. Mm. I think India is rated the third worst or unsafest country oh, wow. for women in the whole world. Jeez. It's horrific. And the fact that we've come from this culture where men should be put first, yep. men should be mm. served, this, that, and the other. I'm pointing to you because you're a man. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, um, and I think, especially with like, I don't know about people my age mm. because I think 
people my age have access to all this sure. information, but it's my mum mm. and like her generation mm. that need to unpack all this. Mm. The fact that like, um, so my sister got married, she lives with her husband mm. and her in-laws. Mm. And whenever her mother-in-law does something, my mum's just like, just, just, it's okay. Just ignore it. You yeah. do you. And I was like, no, mm. say something. Mm. Do like you are a human. Yeah. You're not a slave. Mm. Like you came into their house mm. as their daughter, not like, Gamwari, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. So, I think in India culture, like, we need to talk about feminism mm. more. We need to, like, address ourselves as not gifts for men, we're our own human yes, beings. Yeah, property, basically. We're, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, like, um, I keep saying this about my mum, but I think she's just got so much that she needs to unpack. Mm. But when I first started getting tattoos, she mm. was like, nobody's going to marry you. Like, what are your in-laws going to yeah. think? Like, she's not being horrible. She's genuinely no. worried, like, yeah. that I'm going to live alone for the mm. rest of my life, which is okay. Mm. Like, you don't have to get married yeah, yeah, no, yeah, if you don't absolutely. want to. I agree, yeah. um, but I was like, if anything, in this day and age, having tattoos makes you attractive, mm. which is funny. Mm. But I don't live to serve a man. No. Like, even if I wasn't straight, I wouldn't live yeah, to yeah. serve the gender that I'm attracted to. Yeah. Like, I'm being my own person. If yeah. nobody likes it, it's cold, mum. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's just their mentality is like everything needs to be for your husband. Yes. For your like your son as yeah. well not even your daughter no, like yeah. daughter can help you in the kitchen honey but your son and <laughs> like your your husband and your father-in-law yeah. and all the men in your family but it's so strange it's such a like i don't know how i've managed to get out of that mindset right mm. like where you have a sister don't you? yeah yeah and it's so weird like because i've grown up around that culture of women have to do this and it's weird when when they teach you this stuff mm. It's sad because that's what they're, they're brought up with, right? Yeah. So they don't know any better. Yeah. And to them, this is the right way. There isn't yeah. any other way. Yeah. And then when you start introducing what you've just said... Yeah. The they're complete, just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Can't compute, <laughs> can't compute that. Like, what? No, you, you don't do That's not how life no. is. Life doesn't work that way. Yeah. But it's so sad to think that. Like, yeah. that, to, that some girls will grow up thinking that that is the right way. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that our, you know, majority of our generation doesn't think that way. Yeah, like, definitely. um, it's, it's nice, always nice to kind of hear that and have that conversation with people that mm. when they say, hell no, like <laughs> I'll do one because women are having jobs now. Yeah. Right. And that wasn't a thing. Like yeah. women weren't allowed to have jobs. Yeah. Women would stay in the kitchen and that was their job. Or they'd have to be really educated yes. for them to get yeah. married. Yeah. So you're basically getting an education so you can marry yeah. some dimwit. <laughs> well, this is it. This is it. Who will just sit there and expect you to do yeah. everything? Um, and yeah, no, it's just it's. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I physically can't do it. Not just yeah. because, quote unquote, it's the right or wrong thing. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel right yeah, to me. Like it's it not human. No, it's really not human. See, I this phrase is um, ignorance is taught, mm. hatred is taught, mm. anything that's negative is taught nice. because as a child you're not going to be like oh my god that person's the color of yeah. poop like like Hasan Majad yeah. said that but um, <laughs> yeah. somebody has taught them yeah. to have that mentality because as children like your dad would say he mm. didn't notice mm. that um, his, he was different to everybody mm. else like he didn't it didn't occur to him it didn't bother him mm. it was only when people started acting differently mm. towards him that's mm. when he realized same thing applies here. Yeah. So anything that's different or negative or at the cost of another human being is mm. taught. Mm. And it's come from a higher 
or older mindset mm. of some sort. And that's where we need to like break that cycle. Yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit, right? Because okay. that was quite heavy. So let's, <laughs> Sorry. let's go back to the art and your tattooing and stuff like that. So okay. let's, um, I mean, it's still a little bit heavy, but oh. how, <laughs> let's say when you're going through kind of a low spell or you're not feeling so good, right? Yeah. Uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. How, how do you kind of power through that? Do you have like a process of, yeah, how do you, or um, is, that, is, is that in itself your therapy? See, I don't know. I feel like, Tattooing is a very difficult job. It's not something that you can just do over summer. Like it <laughs> takes a lifetime to master, and yeah. it's kind of like um, you're in it for the long haul yeah. when you get into it. And a lot of it is like your time and your energy mm. and your creativity stems from what's going on in your mm-hmm. brain. So if you're like at a blank, if you're going through depression, like you can't produce. Mm. And tattooing is also a very um, Oh, what's the word? It's not. It's personal, mm. but it's, it's yeah something. I can't remember what the word is. Damn it! It's it's a very. I guess suppose if you you have to be the right mindset to kind of put yeah. that on someone because if you screw it up, then that's going to be on the body for the rest yeah, of their life. It's not even the screw up. You like transfer your energy. Oh yes, towards yeah, you were saying yeah, as yeah. well. So like, I got tattooed by somebody who got his machine blessed by a monk. Mm. Um, so if he had any bad energy during the day. Yeah. The, ta- the energy would stop at the machine and wouldn't transfer into somebody else's skin. Right, you said this in, in Gershaw's yeah. podcast. Yeah, this, yeah. So yeah. it's like, how crazy is mm. that? It's like a give. It's like a transaction of energy. Mm. Like, and it's so. There's another word for personal, and I can't remember. It's like intrusive, but not intrusive. I can't <laughs> I've lost the word. Intimate. Intimate. Yeah. Intimate is the word. Yeah. Yes, very intimate process. So if you're in a low spell. Mm and you're going through depression, this is like, it's a no-no for mm. you to be working. So the way that you get out of it is you stop mm. and you allow yourself to have a break right. and you grant yourself the gift mm. of doing absolutely nothing mm. and just being with yourself mm. and just enjoying your own company mm. and trying to sort yourself out a mm. little bit before because it's not fair to kind of like put somebody else in the position no. where like this is anything really if you're in a bad mood and you go meet your friend yeah, yeah. and like you project that on them mm. awful mm. so unfair mm. so same thing with tattooing so um last year i went through a massive depression spell mm. and i like had a month long break i just didn't tattoo for the whole month of december wow took its toll on my like income mm. obviously because when you're self-employed if you yeah, don't work yeah, yeah. that's it you don't get any money yeah, yeah. but um yeah i was just like i can't do this i was literally like i was going to die mm. basically i was just like this is the end of my life if mm. i can't i can't do this anymore but you need to like gift yourself mm. a break you need to be kind to I like yourself you, i like that you phrase it like that because it <laughs> is a gift isn't it, it is a it gift gets, and it's so it's so nice that you put it that way but i guess how, how did you when you came out of that mm. uh, at the end of december or january yeah. whenever you started tattoo again how did you feel after that oh my god i felt amazing yeah. i absolutely loved my job i was thinking about this this morning i was mm. like if i hadn't done that i think i would have just quit and just crawled up into a hole and just wow. been like forget it like because it's intense the world is so intense mm. like like instagram so intense social mm. media is so intense and when you're on when you've got your life on everything mm. and you've got so many like portals for people to come at mm. you with crap like y- it's so hard to just disappear from it mm. all and then when you do and then you come out the other side you're just like 
holy crap. I feel refreshed as hell. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't do any kind of, did you draw, any, draw anything? I did draw. draw okay. I did draw. Um, draw for myself. Yes. Though. Okay. Not to make money, not no. for anybody else, not even for anybody else to see. Just yeah. kind of like, this is fun. Mm. I like this. I'm going to show you this, but mm. you're not allowed to buy it because right. That's nice. it's just me. Yeah. Like, it's not a money making scheme. Yeah. I just wanted, um, this is Christmas time. I'm going to have food. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to draw on Christmas Day. Cool. Like, mm. this is just, like, I don't know, just doing things that are enjoyable. That enjoy, make, bring kind of happiness to yourself. Yeah. Like, that's nice. Not because you want to make money off it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I guess to close off is um, kind of what, what does your future look like? What, what are you kind of taking each day at a time or like what mm. is your plan if you want to discuss plan. it, obviously? I don't know if I do have a plan. I know that I will probably tattoo until my arms fall off. Yeah. And if I don't tattoo until my arms fall off and I decide that I've had enough of it, I would love to retire and just become a painter and just, nice. like, live in a shack somewhere yeah. and just paint. Like, have you seen Monet's office, like, where he did all his paintings? Absolutely stunning. Really? Like, the goal... I'll show you some pictures okay. later. <laughs> Is, like, the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just be at peace with Brazil. That's It would nice. be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> don't cry it's okay, no, it's, okay. It's, just, it's just such a nice oh. it's a nice sentiment you know it's, when you've kind of found I always tell people I meet kind of um, who are always struggling with people like things to do right mm. with their life and like well, what is it you enjoy like what is yeah. it you love doing yeah it's like I really want to do something like I really want to do something like this or this I'm like well yeah. look do it yeah do it like, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't pursue something that yeah. you enjoy or love because yeah. otherwise what is the point exactly why you spend five to ten years of your life doing something you absolutely hate it's for the money yeah well it's this for the is the comfort yeah. of the money um, where you can kind of um after work you can work to build your life right mm. like you can just stop practicing start doing stuff and eventually get into a profession that you absolutely love yeah um because it's sad you know when you kind of have wanted to do something for so long and you kind yeah. of get stuck in a job that you just had to do because of necessity yeah um it's always sad but yeah. it's nice it's really nice to kind of your for 20, 22? 22. 22-year-old, 20 you're so kind of <laughs> on it. And I know... I think I, I, know. Was, I think I was here like a good few lifetimes before. Yeah. I definitely feel like I've been here like yeah. many times. That's yeah. why I'm like this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's nice kind of... And I know you said, you know, you always had to when people tell you that, you, you know, you're on it, you got it sorted out. And no one's got it sorted. No one's no got it. No one's got it, one's got it, got it figured out. Oh no one's God. whatever. But it's nice to know that it's the way that you think the way the age that you are and mm. the platform that you're using is working so well mm. um, yeah yeah of course yeah um, <laughs> yeah no <laughs> um, so yeah no it's uh, I guess from another Indian to another thank you for doing uh, what you're doing I suppose it's alright um, and I know a lot of people who I know feel the same way <laughs> especially my wife and her sister and everybody else who's got a tattoo from you <laughs> um, so yeah no thank you for that and thank you for joining us today no it's alright it was really fun brown. Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you for listening to that I've been Karan I'm Helena <laughs>If you enjoyed that, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Podbean. We're on all your favorite podcast apps. Go and find us. And please, if you enjoyed that, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.